Silicon Valley is so obsessed with customer journeys. They map out the points of contact in which a user will interface with their product. Are we thinking about the customer journey of a new believer in our churches? The bigness of God is connected to the bigness of possibility mm -hmm. that you portray and you project to your people. If Jesus gave his life, are you giving life to the community around you? So good. Hey! turned tech leader and a millennial churchgoer explore the intersection of technology, culture, and faith, equipping you with innovative strategies to support you as you live out your calling, lead your churches with confidence, and step into the future together. This is the Give It Up Podcast. Man, Easter's coming. Easter's coming. <laughs> Literally every pastor in America, Easter's coming. How many weeks away? Easter's coming. I'm wearing actually like my... Easter-esque I was going to say, it's very Easter-y. Look on. at the pastels. I'm like an egg right now. And we talking about Easter because we've, we've actually been talking to many, many churches. Are you ready for Easter? We've been talking to many leaders within churches, CFOs, executive pastors, even lead pastors. Are you ready for Easter? Are you ready for tax season? Are you ready for this wave of momentum? Yes. That's coming to your church because it's actually critical to be ready in a fundraising standpoint as well. That, um, that's what I was going to say. Is like, how does a church know if they are actually ready for Easter? I mean, as pastors, as senior church leaders, what I see is a disproportionate focus on the service, the worship experience, mm -hmm. the creative item, yes. the egg drop. And Literal. a lot of that actually is going to be an expense. It's an investment. It's an investment. Yeah. <laughs> it's an investment into the community. I believe it. We do it here at Vive Church. But I do think you should also think about how to maximize the opportunity that people will be looking to give towards the church. Mm -hmm. You know, the Christers, the people that only go to church for Christmas and Easter. Yes. What a What a time <laughs> to give. What a time um, to show up to church and not be limited in the ways that you can participate yeah. um, in what they believe is is part of their community. I know they only go twice a year, mm -hmm. but if you can create a impactful service um, and also think about the backend logistics of making sure people have opportunities to give, not just via ACH debit credit, but because of overflow, be able to get... Be, able to also give through stock and crypto and all the ways that we unlock, yep. you will maximize the opportunity. It's all about momentum. Yes. I heard a mentor once say, do anything that you can to get momentum. And once you have it, do anything that you can to not lose it. Mm. I also think about it in surfing terms, right? We can't actually create waves, but mm. Easter is a natural wave of momentum. Did yeah. you know? Our team just pulled this. 125% more given in April than any other month, excluding December. Dang. And so there is a bump in giving because yeah. there's a bump in activity. There's a bump in impact. There's a bump in attendance yeah. in our churches. And why not just capture that wave, but continue to paddle it into what that wave will produce, not just in April, but May in June yeah. before what many church 
churches experience as a summer lull, but hey, how do we maximize this spring season? Yeah, now here's an interesting thought on that because a lot of churches during their giving segment, yeah, they talk yeah. about like giving to the local church and we believe blah, 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 if this is your church kind of thing. But there's a lot of people who are walking in where you are not their church. Do you think that Easter could potentially be a good opportunity for a small segment to cast a vision and show what you've already done in years past. Yeah, great point. I mean, um, yes, Jesus is alive. <laughs> yes, uh, he died on the cross, buried. We believe that in three days, defeated death, uh, represented by raising from the dead and resurrecting. There's so much in that. And a lot of times our creative energy is focused on telling that story, telling the gospel, um, the good news right. that Christ died for our sins. If we understand that we're a sinner, Christ died for our sins. That is the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, God sent his one and only son uh, to be able to do that because sin separates us from God. And so Jesus is now a bridge yes. um, for us to be able to, to connect with God. You don't need a priest to do that, Right. Um, you can actually go directly to God yourself now because yeah. of the work, the finished work of Jesus. A lot of our creative energy goes into telling that story in a compelling way. I mean, I've seen trapeze artists. <laughs> so I've On seen Earth. I've seen I've seen energy being put into telling this story, telling the good news of the gospel in creative ways. But how about do that? Do the trapeze, maybe. I mean, if that's your if that's your flavor. Was it Cirque du Third Day? Like, what was happening there? <laughs> there you go. Do that if, if that's your flavor. But also, yeah, maybe talk about what you're doing in the community. Yeah. Maybe, maybe marry the 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 orthodoxy of scripture. And let's be honest, what we believe is kind of strange. <laughs> Let's yeah. marry something that is so unfamiliar and that is so strange mm-hmm. um, to especially new people coming in or people coming in for the first time in a very long time with some real practical things yes. <laughs> about how you're not just saying the story of Jesus, but how you become the hands and feet yes. of Jesus. Let's let's actually show the body of work yes. of the church and connect with people in practical ways. Yeah. If Jesus gave his life, are you giving life to the community around you? So good. Hey, there's your little <laughs> clip. There's the tweet. This is what we're doing. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Zoe is uh, for hire. Um, your right. local right. church. Your, your church to tweets. To do the uh, the church tweets or yes. the giving moment, you know? There we go. Tie it all together. You know, get a big offering. Yes. <laughs> People won't know what's happening by the end, but it's okay. There you go. I love it. <laughs> So I want to know about um, Easter because a lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot of people, like I don't have data on this, but there seems to be <laughs> yes. two types of churches on a Sunday, on Easter Sunday. Okay. We have the church that's like, you know what? We're just going to go all in. We want our kids to feel Easter, Easter bunny. There's Easter bunnies at churches on Sunday. Yeah. And then there are some who are like, you are unbelievably sacrilegious. I'm <laughs> praying for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what do you think about all that? Oh, I think that if God can use a donkey, he could definitely use an Easter bunny. <laughs> there you go. You know, it's it's funny. I think people get super religious 
we could be serious for a second. I mean, just even this whole belief that women can't preach, teach, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. be on stage and, and things like that. Um, God, you know, will definitely use women. God will definitely use anything and all things uh, to be able to point and glorify him. Um, in terms of Easter growth strategies, I wouldn't call myself the expert. My take on it is that, hey, if the people in your community have families that are looking for an Easter egg hunt, why not provide a bridge um, for them to check out your church? Yeah, Especially if a building, especially if you have a, if you have a property, uh, why not provide a place and a space that people are already looking? I feel like sometimes in the church, we are trying to go to the highest rungs yes. of the tree to pick that forbidden fruit of that atheist person. And we're going to do like apologetics and we're going to yes. try to convince people and we're going to be, you know, the most prolific evangelist mm-hmm. and things like that. There's so much low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's just people looking for a reason yeah. to gather. There's people looking for an Easter egg hunt. Mm-hmm. There's people already looking for these things as a church why don't we just get a little bit clever about that, yeah. right? And why are we arguing with each other about, ah, oh, you had an Easter bunny. Exactly. You're not authentic right. to the scripture, to the gospel, your commercial, mm-hmm. and you know, all that. To- Commercials reach a lot of people. Ooh. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you know, th- there's a difference between commercial and celebrity. Yes. I'm talking about effectiveness. Yeah. I'm talking about when Paul says, I run this race to win. I am all things to all men. Mm-hmm. He is bringing concepts of sports and marathons and this concept, I am all things to all men. Not that I'm compromising, but I'm connecting. Yeah. When I'm with the Jews, I I rock with the Jews. When I'm with the Gentiles, I rock with the Gentiles, when I'm in the Silicon Valley with a bunch of young families that got kids looking for an Easter egg hunt, I put on an egg hunt. Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? And some yes. churches go crazy. Like, oh, we're going to hire a helicopter and we're about to drop eggs. We're going to make a rain with eggs. Oh, I mean, yes. again, if that's your thing, <laughs> go for it. But, you know, let's not get sacrilegious about it. Let's, let's, let's be effective. I love that. And especially, you know, if kids are out here looking for Easter eggs, they're trying to take, right? They're in that mindset of like, oh, I'm just going to like take all these things. Look at all this candy and jelly beans that I acquired. (laughs) Well, like at what point does it become like, okay, this is too much? Mm. Yeah, I think ultimately everything needs to point to the local church uh, the local church yep. is the hope of the world. Biblically, it is the bride of Christ. And so if the things that you're doing um, is just to draw a crowd mm-hmm. and not with the intent to make disciples, then that's actually not biblically the gospel, mm-hmm. right? And so I do think there is a line where if you're just doing tactics to bait and switch— Right. And so I think you can just be smart about it. I think that you don't need to be hidden about who's hosting the egg hunt and you don't need to be backwards about using it as an opportunity to invite people to 
the church and be really clear about what the church stands for and the message that you're trying to disseminate. I don't think we need to be backwards about that. People are smart, right? And so I think it's treating people with intelligence and um, not just leaning on the tactics of drawing crowds. I mean, in saying that Jesus drew crowds, Mm -hmm. Jesus um, was definitely into crowds, but he also tempered it with anti-crowd tactics. So, you know- he was like the ultimate marketer, right? He was like so cool. Like Jesus was so cool. He's right. like, did this crazy miracle and he's like, don't tell nobody. I know. And it became like, like a drop. What's it's like, when, when, when's the yeah. next healing going to happen? Like, I'm just saying the Jesus drop. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause he, he knew how to build brands. Yes. He, he was cool in that regard. Um, he did anti-crowd things. He, he, at the height of his popularity, he said, okay, now everybody, he got everybody's attention. Yeah. I want you to drink my blood and yeah. eat my body. Like, uh, and then it actually said <laughs> that people left. Right. Um, so I do think it's tempering our tactics with the ways of Jesus. And yeah. sometimes that is drawing crowds. And sometimes that is not just trying to please the crowd but doing things that on the surface look like anti-crowd tactics, Mm. but with the heart of helping shape and form people into the ways of Jesus. Yeah. So twofold question. What is an example of a church that had a good tactic? And secondly, what is actually a good metric that church leaders should look to for Easter? If it's not attendance and it's, it may or may not be giving. giving. Yeah. I think it's giving actually. Okay. Perfect. Well, I just, and I, I don't want to businessify the church. Yeah. That's not my goal. But I do think that giving is such an important metric. W- Typically in church spaces, uh, churches that are focused on growth are so obsessed with attendance. You can draw a crowd, but giving will tell you if you're making disciples. Mm. <laughs> if their money is saved, where your treasure is, is where your heart is also. Right. And so we have some church leaders within our community that are really good at drawing crowds, but are working on making disciples. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That's a journey. That's a process. Finances is such a good metric around that, though. Mm. And what is a good bridge, obviously, other than Easter Sunday, but taking people from, hey, we saw you at Easter. And this is just me asking as a churchgoer, because this is interesting for me. What is the difference maker when like, hey, in a crowd of literally two, 3,000 people that are here today, how do we take you to the next level in your faith journey? What's a, what's a good principle that you've learned? Throughout your Hopefully years? you are on Easter Sunday giving a hot salvation message, right? Yeah. Like giving such a compelling presentation of the gospel and helping people understand that they are sinners, but they are saved by grace yes. in Christ, mm-hmm. in the finished work of Jesus, that there is nothing that they can do for God to love them more. There is nothing that they can do for God to love them less. God already predestined, called, set them apart for such a time as this. And you're presenting that to them so that they can respond. God already did 99.99999% more. I'm being generous towards us. We did 0.00001%. But the Bible does say we have a part and that's what to believe. Mm. But there is something more than just salvation 
after that, there is what the Bible calls sanctification, glorification. And that is the process, not just of being saved one time, but the process of being saved, Mm. being formed to Christ. And so when you present somebody, you know, um, my pastor told this story uh, the other day, but we used to do CrossFit. Um, used to. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, one of the reasons was actually just to be in the community. And we met yep. this person, Pete, great guy, who was just like so much energy, definitely not a churchgoer, you know, and was just like a great guy that we had connected with years later after like years of inviting him to church, he finally shows up. Mm to a service and he gets saved. Like he comes to the altar call and then pastor Adam, my pastor, he goes, he goes, so see you next week. And he goes, Oh, this is on every week. (laughs) (laughs) And so, it's so, so awesome, right? (laughs) Like that we're reaching non-traditional church goers and they don't even know it's on the next week. And so, you know, to, to make sanctification really easy, it could just be simply, did you provide something compelling the next week for them to come back to. Mm-hmm. Do they know what's on next week? Do they know what they're coming back to next week? And how is that um, the next step on their journey to faith that they've been reawakened on or maybe awakened in the first time ever yes. in their life? Silicon Valley is so obsessed with customer journeys. They map out on whiteboards and on Miro boards and on Google Docs and Notion, you know, the points of contact in which a user will interface with their product and they'll do user testing and they will interview customers to refine the user experiences. Yeah. Are we thinking about the customer journey of a new believer in our churches? What do they need next? They need foundations in their faith. What do they need next? They need a next step that they can go on. Are we mapping out intentionally what a journey looks like for somebody that will come for the very first time on Easter? What are they coming back to the next Sunday, post-Easter? I think it's so powerful because, you know, in an earlier episode, we talk about identity and the identity of generosity. Yeah. But obviously more paramount than identity of generosity is the identity you get in Christ, especially like, during that salvation moment and how powerful that is if the church could find a really creative way to compel people not to, obviously God does all of that when it comes to salvation moment, but the back end of that, Seth Godin has this great quote where it says, people like us do things like this. Mm. That's an identity attachment as well as how can it go from a salvation moment to people feeling so compelled of like, now this is me. And so I want to do this. Like how is the church providing those opportunities for people to lean into that and lean into the yeah. growing of faith? Yeah. We should contextualize the church space as the house of purpose. Yes. Right. Purpose driven life. Rick Warren. What a legend. Second best selling book behind the Bible. Are you serious? People are hungry for purpose. We should be a house of purpose. Wow. We should be connecting people to here's what's confronting. Sometimes you go to a church and you feel like your vision is bigger than what the church has. Mm. It's hard to stay at a church Mm -hmm. when the atmosphere is small, the vision is small. When we were starting the church, we started with seven people in a living room. That room 
felt bigger to me than some megachurches I've been to. Mm. Right? So, so I'm not even saying that the bigness of God is connected to the bigness of your building. Yeah. What I'm saying is that the bigness of God is connected to the bigness of possibility mm-hmm. that you portray and you project to your people. Are they entering your community leaving enlarged? Are they entering your community leaving with eternal purpose? Yeah. Are they leaving the doors of your church service so excited to run into their week because they found the key to living a life of meaning because they met with their creator. They mm. met with their designer. They met with the person of Jesus that literally is the person that we get to spend eternity with. Now we, we have this, this, this mind frame. If, if you don't know your origin story, you don't know where you're going, you're going to live meaningless and purposeless. Right, And you're going to think that all of this is just an accident. Mm -hmm. The church experience should actually connect you with the most intentional way to live. That's why I talk about, have you thought about a young believer, a new believer's journey within your church? Have you talked about that customer experience, that customer journey, right? And I'm using business terms, but I think we can learn from organizations that have been able to impact billions of people because they talk about the people that they're serving in these ways. How do we make that journey such a great experience for them? I think our excellence in that is deserving of God and what he's entrusted with us in the form of the local church. Wow. That actually got me so excited. I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited for Easter now because I know that there's a ton of church leaders who are listening to this. Yeah. And probably what you needed to hear is, one, you're already doing so much right. Right. But also feel empowered that God gave you everything yeah. that you need at the end of the day. Yeah. But also know that we are here to help increase your giving. Yes. On the second highest attended church service of the year. Yeah, you got to you got to give more ways for people to engage on Easter. Right. They're already looking to give. We see that in the stats, 125% more are giving and that's just first party data through overflow but it's mm-hmm. consistent in the third party data we're seeing in the industry um how do you ride that wave of momentum maximize the opportunity so that you can maximize your mission i love it happy easter happy easter <laughs>